0: Everybody welcome to Clear the Dance Floor here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me your host Colby Smith on free listener supported radio Brooklyn our number seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one. 673 if you'd like to call in at any point during the broadcast and I certainly suggest you do so that's seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one. now I see my guest and he, he he can't he can't wait to get over in edgewise here <laughs> Dan Kolitz <laughs> hey. is here hey
1: everybody the writer why How's don't you why
0: going? don't you pull that thing pull this thing closer to right me? yeah yeah okay yeah. here get, we go get right is up that, on it that's not too close that's, no no that's okay, really fantastic. good Hello, that's everybody. really good well done Dan how are you did you walk here
1: I didn't walk here. I took a couple trains. It's kind of a bad weekend for transportation Mm. in New York. I have spent collectively four hours on the subway today. Today? Already, yes. Today alone. Just getting here? No, here was an hour and a half, I would say. And then there was, I came from Harlem to my apartment and I came. It's not, it's been pretty bad. Oh my God. It's not been a good day for transportation. But I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well,
0: I'm happy you're here too. You're such a professional. I've never seen you in this context
1: Mm -hmm. before. It's time. Look,
0: when I'm out in the world, people just see... Big wall of gray paint.
1: Yes, just a schlub walking yeah. around, got nothing going on. They say, but why would
0: anyone spend exactly. two seconds and thinking about that And it's not so different
1: guy. watching you in the studio. I mean, it's no. basically the same thing. But, but
0: I am behind this big board. You know, I've got this whole this whole tech set up here. You no, know, you look very professional. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah, uh, there's a level of expertise that's being demonstrated.
1: Well, you're not really, I mean, you're just talking to a microphone. I don't know what, did you press a button? Does it sure turn did. It on? Okay. And okay. Then, I, okay. then, then I,
0: I slid something up.
1: It's, uh, what, the volume? Yeah, the or? fader. They call, we call you it go the to fader. fader. See, yeah, I don't yeah. know the technical terms. You're yeah, already yeah. impressing me. <laughs> this is very impressive, this building here. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Bushwick. Which you we want
0: to describe it for for people? Because we are kind of, we're occupying you a know, very sure. Bushwick space. All right, well, let
1: me get some adjectives out. As Colby said, I am a writer. Uh, large. Yeah. Clean. Mm. A lot of rooms. The bathrooms are immense and beautiful. And they, they, they have their own individual sort of alarmingly echoing mm-hmm. chambers that you can really... Your, I would imagine using the bathroom cereal would be fun. Colby, is that
0: yeah, sure? yeah? It's 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 really fun. <coughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay, nice. <laughs> Happy to hear it. Well, Dan, uh-huh. I don't want
0: to pick up exactly where we left off moments before we started the show here, sure. but I want to start by by bringing us back to the last time we saw each other, oh, which was God. in the lobby of Film a, Forum. Great day, seeing, yeah. like in like passing each other like uh, like ships in the night. <laughs> yeah, well, not necessarily <laughs> because we stopped. Uh, we saw true. two
1: ships that see each other in the night. Yeah. Stop, have a nice conversation <laughs> by the popcorn machine, and they say, "Well, my and my say, screening go. is starting. Yeah, because our ship is due at the port. But yeah. I no, so I it, this was a. Uh, the Robert Caro documentary, mm-hmm. the documentary about uh, him and his editor yeah. Robert Gottlieb. Robert Gottlieb. And uh, turn I, every page. You turn every page, and yeah. it was it was a good movie. I went there with my friend Jeremy, my male friend Jeremy, and that's important because as I was leaving, another pair of fellas walking in. This really, this was the movie to see with another guy if yeah. you are yourself a guy. Yeah. Uh, this was, <laughs> like, and the whole theater you could go in there just pairs of men
0: <laughs> sitting, sitting silently. <laughs> pairs of <laughs> men there to see a pair of men yeah talk about it exactly. each other
1: yeah how, so how did you like the movie i, mean, I, I liked one?
0: it although i will say to you that i got some some gossip this week gossip about, about it, the movie about gottlieb specifically what's what's uh, the story that he that the part of the reason that they gloss over all of the the ballet stuff uh-huh because this we should say for people so robert gottlieb was is the editor of uh, Robert Caro's work, so like yes. the Power Broker, all the Lyndon Johnson books, and then apparently as they as they talk much about much else, Catch like twenty two, like four hundred. Uh, he was he was the
1: dominant editor. Of Tony the 20th Morrison century. also. Tony Morrison, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I got some gossip for you, by the way. I oh. this is bad radio form. But after no, you sure. tell your gossip, I'll tell okay. mine. Go okay. on, though. So please.
0: my gossip is that part of the reason that they brush over all the work that he did with the, the New York City Ballet during like the sixties and seventies is because he was somewhat hated by the new york city really ballet. i can was, see him being a yeah. not
1: very pleasant person that he
0: was like a like a like a cutthroat operator and that he would like the a, destroy people uh destroy people's careers and this was like this culminated recently when he edited a a work of like like him trying to establish the canon of like dance criticism sure. and he like left people out like very intentionally uh, uh, that he like didn't get along with personally and that kind of thing. This is uh, a book that he had. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know much about the ballet, but yeah, my, my gossip is that, uh, my grandfather was insulted in, uh, in that movie. Wait, uh, really? Well, not directly, but, uh, uh, at a certain point, he's describing how he met his wife. <laughs> and he said that he met her on the set or while she was performing in that quote unquote terrible play, The Deputy. Now, my grandfather produced that play. Uh, <laughs> One of the few plays he did produce. His next play was a tremendous failure. He never produced a play again. Oh, my if God. If guys like Gottlieb had gotten on his side, you know, maybe I would have the Coletz fortune. Yeah. To be living off of the right Kohlitz now. The Coletz trust. The Kohlitz trust. I know. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, you know, I do have to defend the honor of uh of Spiekolitz. I, I had no idea you had theater in your in your well, I had heritage. A, I had a play in my in my heritage. <laughs> was well, that is the play? only one. Well, there was this one, then there was the next one, which was a tremendous failure, right. and then that was the end of
0: the play. Uh, I just had to get you to say it again. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was. It, and that is, is is itself a funny story. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm happy I saw the uh the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there was it's, it, it was annoying that they uh the part where they're finally actually sitting down and editing they cut the sound yeah out so you yeah. didn't really get to see no. the real money shot of the uh no, turn no. every page you know
0: you do get the sense throughout this this was apparent to me that robert caro is only half acidly participating in it do yeah. you think i would imagine that uh there's not much more footage of him they didn't use <laughs> yeah. That he's They they got like him to participate for
1: maybe 35
0: minutes and yeah. all of
1: that is used in the movie yeah
0: now, were you interested in, in Caro before this? Was he, is he like a big fan? Oh, I was. No, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing is that I read the, uh, first two Johnson books, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like 10 years ago, yeah. and I was really excited about them, but then my friends all finished the series before I did. And then I was like, well, what's the point? They yeah, already, sure. they already got through this massive thing. I do, I do want to go back and, and read the third and the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, and, and I'd read his, uh, his memoir that, Working. Working, which really sounds like it was, uh, like, dictated to someone. It doesn't <laughs> seem like a written book. Right, right. And most of the nuggets in that book then reappear in the movie and reappear in every interview. He, he has kind of a well-honed routine that mm-hmm. he does when he goes on, you know, Fresh Air or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There, there are some anecdotes that get repeated a lot. There's the one that his wife—his uh, his wife's, like, bon mot when, when they go to— move to Texas to research. Oh, yeah, why not? And, and she yeah. says, she says, why can't you do it? Because they're going to move to Texas because that's where he lived. And she says, why can't you do a book about Napoleon? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's pretty good stuff. It's, it's a good that's line. That's a good line. Yeah. And he's repeated it many, many, many times. times. <laughs> but I think it's worth it. Every time I hear Honestly, every time I hear it, I am delighted.
0: Yeah. It's I, good. I mean, it is. It's funny. It is funny. It's very good. Yeah. But... There, there. I, I had not read Working before seeing the movie, and I do get the sense that it provided a lot of the structure for yes. the final, the at least movie, the Caro sections. Which
1: we should say was directed yeah. by the daughter of, of, Robert, of Robert Godley, Godley. which yeah. I think my friend described as a failed daughter. I don't. Maybe I should sit on the radio. I don't really know anything about this movie. Yeah, We're well, not saying
0: which friend it was.
1: No. Well, no. <laughs> to her herself. I don't. And yeah. She's listening. I don't want to insult. She's the, not her. Uh, she but... might hear this. You know. Well, yeah, it's true. It's not every Clearly, day. Clearly, that... she's engaged with the culture, and <laughs> yeah. this is the culture incarnate i mean this is that's this true. is where it really happens that's know? true i'll
0: find her i'll tag her in the okay. promo around yeah this, let her uh, know when it goes up as a podcast yeah. on fridays which right. people can listen to on spotify and apple
1: oh is this is a podcast format so this will live eventually on yeah yeah okay. yeah
0: it, it will yeah interesting mm-hmm.
1: so who do you view as your main competition in the uh, in the radio stuff it 's a
0: great question, I mean every other every other host on the station is an enemy to me, yeah personally, yeah, yeah. okay, uh, but you,
1: so not beyond radio why don 't you set your sights higher? Joe Rogan, uh Terry Gross so I was almost positive I saw on this, I was having like a hallucinatory episode in the way here where. It was a completely empty car. A few feet from me was a woman who looked identical to Terry Gross. Maybe I was just in the radio mindset because uh-huh. I knew I was coming here. And then across from her, a man with the most fucked up series of face tattoos I've ever seen. Like his, comp- his entire, he had a tattooed beard, mm-hmm. just bla- black space <laughs> over here. And then red, right, like fireworks all up his <laughs> face. Uh, his eyelids were tattooed. Now that's cool. No. I mean, it could be cool for some people. It did not look cool. This guy looked horrified.
0: He, he looked scary. He looked looked afraid scary. of him.
1: I was legitimately afraid. When I walked in the subway, there was no one else on there. But I recalled being on a very busy platform when I got on the train. So I'm like. So
0: everybody saw him. And, they, and I guess
1: scattered or I entered yeah. some nightmare in between zone. I don't know what happened exactly. But this is a very disturbing experience.
0: Well, but Terry Gross, though. I she came on eventually, exact, yes. I've had this exact experience yeah. where I, – but I think her look is either <laughs> – yeah. it's either very influential to uh, women of a certain age in the major yes. East Coast cities yeah. or she is just the representative of this thing that's happening, you know, independent yeah, of Yeah, I think
1: just you hit a certain age, you're a certain demographic. You might yeah. end up looking a little gross. Like just how I'm, as a sort of Jewish man, going to be looking like uh, Richard Lewis <laughs> in about 30 years and my face is slowly narrowing and <laughs> – Great. It is. It, it is. There's a very well-worn trajectory for the uh-huh. the older, sort of more angular Jewish but, man, a category right. that I find myself in. This well, is, but it, see
0: that you have a you have a roadmap. You know, at a certain point, oh, I know point, exactly what's going to happen. You don't have to start. You don't have to make any choices. You're no. like, well, I'll just be. Well, I can make
1: a choice to <laughs> get plastic surgery or something. Which I did. I did get Botox last week. Not not cosmetic Botox. Okay.
0: But, the good
1: for, kind. The good kind. Yeah. Well, they're all the good kind. I don't want to insult anyone. The good, no, of course, I Yeah. But I mean, please.
0: just uh, uh, you know, for you, it, d- doesn't it have like adverse health effects when you're under? I, not uh, that I'm aware oh, of. Okay. I mean, I
1: hope not. I, well, so I got it cause for these headaches that I got. Oh, these yes. Constant headaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and tomorrow will be the two week mark when I will find out whether or not it worked. Oh. Uh, so we'll see. I don't no. feel great right now. No, Uh, no, I still basically have a headache. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's not what this show is about. No, it's not about feeling good. No,
1: I feel pretty good. I feel better here than I did on the (laughs) way here uh I, well, yeah, well, you're not guy. being intimidated <laughs> no, by this I know. scary well, guy. There were other, the, even the rest of the trip was just kind of my headphones died halfway oh, through. Oh yeah, so that I had is that's hard. To. Yeah, that's, that's like, hard. I sucked, but yeah. I gonna have to deal going home without headphones. But that's all right, Colby. I'm happy to come here. And anyway, you're the radio guy. Let's let's let's. Well, move speaking of we we radio here. people yeah, yeah, yeah. we've actually
0: seen on the street uh-huh. is I uh uh was walking. I mean, this was years ago. I was walking uh-huh. in Columbus Circle, and okay. I heard someone speaking behind me and i thought i think that's steve inskeep you from, know i don't know from npr oh uh, he's man, one of the morning edition, uh, no, no, okay. no, morning edition no 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 it's morning edition one of the main hosts of morning edition okay. And I turned around, and and sure enough, it was. Now I didn't know what he looked like, but it was exactly his voice. And I, like many people on NPR, I pictured him as being this kind of like foppish professor in tweed. Uh huh. This man is tall and strong, really, and and beautiful. This is, oh yeah, yeah, salt and pepper hair, kind of cut short. Clearly, like an athlete, you know, that's that's unfortunate. uh, Broad shoulders, and I was like, wow, this upset you in some way? In a certain, in a certain way, it did because I was like, wow, perfection is out there. It is. And it just hasn't visited me. Very
1: handsome men do bother (laughs) me to some extent. I I know what you mean. But I I, I often walk around thinking that I don't look that bad. Mm -hmm. I I remember a few years ago, I was walking with uh, two friends of mine, and we were all saying, like, man, you know, we're... We're like pretty good-looking guys, you know. Like we don't, we don't look so
0: bad. We look,
1: yeah. and then we pass literally three other guys, like three beautiful tall men, yeah, actually yeah. good-looking guys walk past us, and like, mm-hmm. oh, no, never
0: mind. Well, it's tough here in New York because it's like the international good-looking community can converge. Oh, well, we on got the city some domestic the beauties too. I mean, sure, I sure, I mean, but they're all over the place. The scale of like what I you see, have to yes. compete against is well, conversely, is large. there
1: are also tons of hideous people. I mean, I mean that's absolutely there's a true. huge number of hideous. people I would people. never
0: discount no. the hideous people. If you're
1: looking to feel better about your looks, you can feel you feel good bad both but you go on the subway most people are looking pretty bad that's true you know that's true yeah <laughs> <It's> not a, <laughs> Look, it's a, not to insult the city of new york on your radio show no but, no no i mean we got what like nine million people here let's say three million of them indescribably ugly i mean people <laughs> that you would not they're blind you you know you don't want to look at them i would say four million so beautiful you. that you don't know what to do you freak out you scream and then there's a lot of guys like us in the middle. In the two million. In the, in the, in in the, the smallest. Million, in the smallest category of perfectly normal looking people, <laughs> you know. And that's I, I mean, honestly, using like an app like Tinder, that does seem to be uh uh-huh. the spread, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I guess you're you're not a single man. I mean, are you on Tinder anyway? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, I'm not. You should get on there, man. Talk to
0: your girlfriend. <laughs> just just for, for research.
1: No, no, to cheat on your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be fun time uh yeah
0: i'll, I'll use the uh, the gay Talise uh, uh i'm just yes, I'm, writing exactly. yes, I'm writing a book i'm writing a book about it man what a that, hype are you hearing the references
1: here can we, here? Can we talk there's a third person here I yeah we say, should I'm wait
0: kaylin why don't you why don't you say hello here are you on mic number four talking to um, me? Here we yes, go. hello here we go
2: nice to meet you all officially on the radio
1: damn a natural see i know this is why i can never be on the radio
0: <laughs> yeah you don't even you don't need to continue shadowing the show you this is everything yeah, you're you need good. To know. Yep.
1: You're, i'm done have i taught you anything in my time here do you feel <laughs> that you've learned any valuable lessons about radio
2: oh yeah you know no? yeah no it's all Could right i name I
1: them you know okay all right that's fair so what what are you excited about what how, is it, what is your radio background not to turn things on to you but oh, yeah crazy. wow yeah um
2: I I did radio for four years in college, actually. Nice. Um, So, and then when I left that, I was missing it a lot. And so that's kind of how I got into radio here in Brooklyn. But definitely a different scene. I I went to college in Wisconsin, which is not anything like New York.
1: What's radio like in Wisconsin? Um, Faster paced?
2: You know, if you like country. There's a lot of country Uh, on the radio. Gotcha.
0: Were you a country DJ?
2: No. Well, once, once, hey. yeah,
0: okay. But
2: I, I would like to say, good country. I'm, I'm actually from Texas, and uh, so I feel like I have a good, you know, understanding of what. Good country, sounds like. Oh, my you God. Know.
0: So you know all about Lyndon Johnson. <laughs>
1: yeah. Are from the Texas Hill Country?
0: Is I am a, indeed. Was um... was that pre or uh, post-electrification
1: of the uh, the Texas Hill <laughs> Country? Because that, that's really what Caro gets into in that book. Yeah. I don't know if we talked. You have read them, Colby? No, I haven't read the Oh, list. you haven't read I've the book? I've only books. read The Power Broker. I've only read The Power oh, Broker. You, but that's, a, that's, that's no that, small. It's uh... like, well, no, that is a small feed, my friend. If you, if you <laughs> haven't read the the Johnson books, you haven't read anything. uh. But no, most of those books are devoted to, or the first book is devoted to Johnson bringing electric's, electricity to the hill country. So I don't know if that was, I mean, that would have been maybe before your time. 19, 1930s? 19, yeah, oh, yeah. 19, no, before that. <laughs> before no, that no, even? No, no, I think around then. I think around the yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was born way before that. You were yeah. born way before that. My yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, well, I'm happy that we're all... We're all here. <laughs> yeah, I'm Thank happy you. that you're getting this radio experience.
2: Thank you. No, I mean, I hope you look great. back
1: at the summit of your radio career when you're, you know, running. Uh, what is it? What's a big radio conglomerate uh, that still exists? iHeart. When, when you're running iHeart, and you think back, like, hey, why can't I get back to the rough and tumble spirit mm-hmm. of uh, radio-free Brooklyn? That very first time yeah. when that guy, that guy who died shortly after recording, <laughs> was there. <laughs> And uh we had that beautiful and I remember cutting the tribute episode, uh, after he died yeah. and we kind of played, yeah. played the best bits. Uh <laughs> From his uh, appearance, and you know, and you try to bring that back to iHeart, but mm-hmm. the spirit just isn't.
0: isn't well, this is there. a good point that you bring up too, Dan, which uh-huh. is that Radio Free Brooklyn has launched the careers of of, of many many a, a uh, radio executive. Uh, radio executive is that yeah. true? Well, there is there is, to my knowledge, there is exactly one success story, and it's that uh, Ben Lewis, this guy who who uh, was started as an intern here and then had his own show and is now a uh, Sirius XM. Uh, 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 guy, and he's like, kind of like, kind of a guy around town. I, really? I, I, we follow each other on Instagram. When you and he's a guy around like,
1: town. He's like a cool He goes to like parties and he stuff. He goes to part. Well, he goes
0: to a lot of like events. He's always like at a yeah. step and repeat, you know? Step and repeat. Yeah. What, what is that? That's like, uh, um, like at, at, a Red Carpet events where there's like a, oh, a background with well, that's, like that's the no sponsors wrong. that's not cool uh, i don't want to do that. Is look, that i'm impressed by this
1: you're impressed but this is what this you, you love the glitz and the glamour A <laughs> you know, serious xm A yeah. serious xm interesting
0: they they're they're just like us they don't have any ads
1: you most, i just don't listen to much radio because i mean i've never driven i don't know how to drive okay um so radio is not a big part of my life and mm. i've never owned a radio do people still do they sell just sort of they do. Like a radio. Yeah, they,
0: they do. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I'd, I'd like to get into it.
0: Yeah, you should. They're very cheap, Dan.
1: Radios, I it, would yeah, imagine. Yeah, you can yeah. get a little,
0: just a little radio, just a little guy. sit it in your kitchen. Maybe
1: even a waterproof one. Turn like, it I on. do listen to podcasts quite mm-hmm. a bit. I'm a okay. Big pod- this is very interesting stuff. I do. I <laughs> like, I love podcasts. I love, uh,
0: anyway. Anything that you want you, to shout out? No,
1: no, no. I don't want to shout out anything. You, <laughs> you know, brought up Joe Rogan
0: earlier. Is That's just
1: my favorite show. I love that. Well, favorite show and my best friend. Well, can uh, we just,
0: can I, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah,
1: sure. Absolutely.
0: I, uh, the people who I know who listen to Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a non-zero. I
1: mean, he's a very popular uh, uh, radio host. Yeah, yeah Podcast yeah. host. The they, most popular.
0: They tell me without fail that the way they listen to it is watching it. On that's insane. YouTube, that's like watching the three-hour episode. That's insane. I, mean, I agree.
1: I, I would never. I would never do that. I think that is <laughs> a, legitimately <laughs> pathetic. I mean, <laughs> I, agree. I listen to podcasts to, as sort of ambient noise as I do other things. It's as because, I walk around. Yes, they're as portable. Like dishes, yes. They're portable. It's something to you know take attention away from whatever my inner monologue is. I can just uh-huh. sort of outsource it to to the podcast. host. the idea, I mean, sitting it and watching it like it's TV.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why do you even need that? Truly, I have no idea.
1: First of all, you're telling me you have multiple friends who do this? Yes. This isn't like one strange friend of yours. This is like no. the whole Colby crew. And well, I, maybe that's an Do they do it together? Or are they getting a big flat screen? It's, as... it's
0: the people who I've heard from who, okay. who, who, you know, I wouldn't say it's my crew. <laughs> it's <laughs> your, do you
1: have, would you say you have a crew? I feel like once you hit your 30s, you kind of stop having the, a crews. The crews are
0: kind of, they're dissipated. The crews dissipate, the crews sort of it's, fragment. And it's both, it's both inevitable and somewhat sad, I think. Yes. How do you feel? Kayla, do you feel like you have a crew? How old are you, Kaylin?
2: Uh, I'm 25. Oh, you're that's
0: prime crew age. You, that's yeah. that's time yeah. to
1: stomp around town. Yeah. 10, 12 deep. That's great. Actually, not 10, 12 deep. I saw a group. <laughs> I saw. I did. I saw. I was walking with my friend the other day, and I saw a group of like 30 friends walking by. Yeah. And I was like, that's insane. That's like that's like a sorority fraternity level sort of uh you know mm. friend crowd density, but. Um. So you do you just you're stomping around, huge gang, bunch bunch of buddies. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's you know I I would say close to like seven is a pretty good estimated number. That feels right to me. Yeah, Yeah. and you're all
1: meeting up pretty frequently.
2: Uh, more or less. Most of us live in Bushwick, so it's easy. That was the case
1: when we were young. When we were young, we all lived in in Bushwick Mm -hmm. and we would Mm -hmm. hang out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you say is there one of them that you like a lot less than the (laughs) other ones? They're not listening. I doubt it.
2: Um, no, I I I like them all equally. They're all they're all very different from each other. So they're really, very, and yeah, you're all good friends. Too, yeah. I, no, I try to find yeah. friends
1: who are exactly like me. <laughs> I don't want it, I don't want any
2: surprises. Yeah, so I, I don't, don't want any anybody
1: disagreeing with me. I don't, I don't really. I don't want my friend to tell me I'm wrong. Oh you no, know? there's
2: a lot of uh, healthy disagreement. Uh, there's I witnessed. I I don't participate often, but I witnessed a disagreement over jazz as a concept. Is this what Zoomers are fighting
1: about? Yeah. (laughs) The the concept of jazz. Someone's like, I don't think that exists. (laughs) It's like, no, that's, that's real. I've heard it.
2: Yeah, no, it was just about the, like... The validity of jazz as a genre. Um, wow!
1: The validity. So, yeah. Right. yeah. You can make some argument about jazz. You can't say it's an invalid genre. <laughs> well, that's why that's there, for that's, that friend it had very little ground. That's to why stand there was on. an
2: argument. Exactly.
1: Wow. That's less of an argument than like yelling at someone saying something stupid. I'm I mean, fascinated was, by this. What tape. was it? What was the anti-jazz argument? I know. I want to know.
0: Uh, Can we get your friend on the phone? They call <laughs> it's in, a very fraught argument 7- to be 1- making. Seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one. Yeah, dial number. in, pal. Oh the the world gosh. wants
1: to know what's the, what's <laughs> the problem. I, to keep in mind, I don't listen to jazz. When I do listen to jazz, I'm pretty bored by it. At no point have it been like, "This shouldn't exist. This is a terrible yeah, yeah. genre." What, what was the argument made? by Yes, yeah,
2: so the argument was that it was, you know, um, but this is an argument that I don't agree with. Uh-huh. I'll put that out there first, because um, I used to work at a jazz club, actually myself. And the argument, this person, they went to um, that jazz uh, ornithology for the first time. And they were saying it's such a boring genre and that it's just a total like old white man genre. And we were all like, um.
1: An old white man Like, genre. if you know
2: anything about the history of jazz, it's not like yeah. an yeah, old so white man genre. It's, yeah, it's a an pretty inaccurate.
1: inflammatory statement. Yeah. So, it,
2: so it, it really quickly got very heated in, in an argument and um how did it resolve it was re- it resolved resolved with like um more of just like a you can have your opinion it's wrong but you can have your opinion kind of uh okay. and uh a, a quick it was at nighttime so it was a quick good night it was like i'm leaving i'm gonna go to bed good night wow. and uh it's pretty it was weird. never brought up again.
0: Whoa. That blows my mind. Now, where did this take place? Where did this take place? Was this at a house? Was in, it at a bar?
2: In my small apartment. In, in your apartment. In small kitchen, yeah. Okay. So wow. I was on the couch just like eyes up. So you were not participating. Right.
1: Were, were you interjecting at all or were you just letting it play well, out? Well,
2: someone asked, what do you think? And I went, <laughs> uh, and then I let them. Continue on. What what
1: music is this person a fan of? What do they think is the vanguard?
2: You know, and this person I think has generally quite good music tastes, and they're a musician themselves, and um, know a lot about like punk music and the history of punk. But Mm. I guess really don't uh, enjoy jazz.
0: Damn. Very interesting. They should check out this guy I, I just learned about him, Miles Davis. Oh, <laughs> interesting.
1: Never heard. That. I will say, I mean, I've sat down and kind of, you know, done what felt like homework to me, which is listening mm-hmm. to Miles Davis. I'm sure if I really tried, something would be unlocked for me. But I think I just have very bad yeah, taste yeah. in music generally. I mean, I listen to the same song, but not mm-hmm. the same specific song, but I'll play like a playlist to a friend and they will point out invariably that every song sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Just sort of downcast. Sure. Guitar music,
0: but I do. I, I want think to it's like my... for musicians, right? Say I feel. Again. I feel like you need. Oh yeah, you, sure. if, I, I feel like that's how you like understand jazz the way it's right. supposed to be understood. Right, is like I what is going sense. on technically. Uh, yes. At least that's how it's been explained to me. Uh, so are you you're not uh, a
1: jazz listener yourself? Would you I mean, call it an old white man genre? I
0: certainly w- I certainly wouldn't. Okay, no, you wouldn't. I would not. Cuz that's my uh, contention. That's I'm my I'm far contention. from a from a from a uh uh a scholar of it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You're, far fra- you're far from the first time I thought scholar. you were a scholar of jazz. I but I I, 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 I will put it on sometimes. Jazz so jazz I will I'll put it on sometimes. I cuz like I, I play the piano, so I, I like Oscar Peterson,
1: you play the piano?
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Man, you have so many skills I didn't know yeah. about.
0: Yeah. And again, when they see me, they just see a I gray know. They wall. see nothing. There's
1: <laughs> absolutely nothing. Well, that's their loss, Colby.
0: If you're just joining us, my guest is Dan Kolitz. Uh, and our, our number is 718 673 8201 here on radio, free. Brooklyn, and we're talking, I guess, about jazz. What <laughs> are
1: yeah, talking about? Should uh, jazz exist?
0: There, I will, I will, I will admit that I have uh, read some jazz writers, despite knowing nothing about well, it. Well, honestly, Stanley I Crouch. find that happens Stanley a Crouch lot for me. One. Is
1: that my way yeah. into things is through criticism, and often I don't mm-hmm. actually get into the things themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought a book by an art critic. I'm trying, to, I'm struggling to remember his name, Dave Hickey. Oh, and uh, this guy, I have no. We are
0: fans of him here. Yeah. And, I, and like the Dave book Pink is great.
1: Week. I mean, I'm not very far into it, but I, I bought it. With no real interest. I never go to museums. I don't know much about uh-huh. visual art. But, the I mean, criti- criticism is always my way
0: Was it air guitar? It was air guitar. Air guitar is air guitar. Yeah. Please come back on when you're done with it, and we'll, we'll, do we'll talk whole air all guitar about it. Yeah, there is a I, yeah. an essay in that called Romancing the Lookie Loos. That's a great uh, title. That is, uh, like a, a, I would say, an imperative for any, anyone interested in art communities. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about like the tension between market forces and like the the lack thereof that are like necessary for artists to work uh it very is true really if you just
1: had if it was you're just getting millions of dollars for anything you did you know yeah. there'd be no uh none of that
0: nothing tension interesting. nothing interesting oh, would my happen. God. no exactly yeah.
1: and you need interest that's what i've always said art you needs do. to be somewhat interesting you to do you compelling to be interesting (laughs)
0: interesting it needs to be interesting (laughs) am i am i wrong look you're not gonna get any argument from me Kalen looks furious i know my god it does not need to be interesting at all
1: i mean there is a lot of art that is uninteresting and it's interesting for that reason. I think that's why people like Carl Ove, Nasgard. I don't really enjoy reading him. No, this but... is one
0: of the people I was going to quiz you on. Oh, you're going to quiz me on it? Yeah. yeah, I
1: don't really have much to say on him. I, mean, I could probably rant for 10, 20 minutes, but I don't... Really <laughs> well, have we'll, we'll to
0: get say... to this in a second. Okay. I don't want to... We, we set up, Galen to talk and then we both start talking immediately. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you're going to say
2: something. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was just... uh I was watching the interaction happen, and I imagined, as you know, you're talking about watching Joe Rogan on YouTube, you know, that that could be the little snippet of like wise words. Like, if you want art to be interesting, it has to be, be interesting. interesting, yeah. And then everyone repost it and be like, yeah, "So wise, so true." So true. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. Get this on the tick. This will be the TikTok bit that goes viral. Exactly. Right? Like really,
0: this could be a new. Uh, A tactic for marketing this show, which is all of these just like half profound. Do you have? This is not.
1: Could that be done? Could you get this filmed and start posting like the TikTok little out of context clips?
0: Yeah, I I need to start doing that. That
1: seems to be how shows take off
0: these days. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get? First of all, the rapport here is almost freaking me out. It's uncanny between you two. Why don't you you guys start a show? (laughs) I feel like. You got to do the crop. Well, what we could do is we could do a potluck dinner. Did they tell you about potluck dinner?
2: I've I've heard. I haven't been to. What's one the yet, potluck dinner? Yeah. I might potluck dinner. It's like it's dinner, like an open
0: they? mic uh, slot every Friday at eight. I think for just like any host uh, can sign up and you can just do anything uh, with it. So if, like if you do a music show, it's a good uh, opportunity to try a talk show and, and okay. vice versa. Um, and yeah, they're really fun. They, they play the rebroadcast right before this show, so listeners, uh, uh, you know, How many was this are, are aired five
1: times a day? How
0: often are they airing? Uh, well, they, some, th- some things get a rebroadcast. Okay, I assume this one will just be buried. This, uh, this, this, is one, this one is, never. This never one is the at the bottom. Again. Yeah, that's okay.
1: <laughs> that's fine with me. Uh.
0: Let's get to our game. Let's get to our game. Okay, okay. so I've prepared a little game for, for Dan here. Uh, and, Kaylin, you're welcome to play as well. Certainly don't hold back uh, uh, if anything strikes a, a chord okay. with you. Okay, okay. Uh, so Dan and I, usually, whenever we uh, see each other socially, we end up uh, getting a, a little tipsy and oh, yelling yeah. about writers That's in the corner of the party. Right. So right. uh, I've attempted to to... Recreate that here today by uh, playing a game called uh, the Wheel of Writers, in which (laughs) I will spin a wheel here on our our studio computer and uh, it will land on a writer and we're gonna we're gonna gab about them for you know like five minutes or so. That sounds good to uh, me. No, I'm very you look look in pain. No, I'm not in pain. I just you know it's not really a game.
1: Historically I'm in a a gimmick. (laughs) I do hate games. I was last night I had to play Battleship for the first time. Uh and I was explaining to someone how I hate games of all kinds. So I mean I generally can rephrase agree. this as uh as, a gimmick. as some kind of gimmick okay. that it's, would it's make definitely, it's definitely there's no winning well, or I losing. Was looking like I was in agony Colby? I didn't yeah, realize you, you were, that. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm having like, a very oh, good God. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a very good time. I am having a good time. Let's play this game. <laughs> okay, great. Throw right. one at me, pal. Let's see.
0: I I just turned the sound on. Let's see what Splat it sounds me with like. Let's see if this has some sound effect. Okay, here we go. Spin. Wow, nothing happened.
1: Nothing happened. All nothing right, we can happened. just skip this then. We don't need to <laughs> Wow, it landed on Canalsgard. Oh, guard Well, so we uh, pick up right where you, left, where you off. I left off. I mean, you know, I think when I was a younger man, uh huh. Uh I had a much stricter idea of what made for good writing and I would dismiss anything. Like Nalsgaard, which is sort of in places poorly written on purpose and hastily written. Yeah. And stocked with minutia. Yes. Uh but now I think if I I would like to try to go back to him. I just don't it seems like a, a huge investment of time. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was, in the time it would take me to read all seven volumes of my struggle, yeah, I could read seven other classics of world literature right. that I probably would enjoy. Well, much I would more. say
0: I would say a couple things in mm-hmm. response to that. Number one, uh, because they're so hastily composed, they they're not very dense. <laughs> yes, I'd imagine so they're
1: easy to read. You really yeah, yeah, fly you can through them. Yeah, right. chug them down.
0: Okay. Uh, the other thing is uh, the first two. I think are the best by a, a, a mile.
1: Well, yeah, my understanding so. <laughs> is that the first two are sort of worked over and you know revised to some degree, and then he just he went turbo drive, and the last five, like the yeah. the, the, the third or fourth, it was written in like a week or something. <laughs> the drop
0: off from two to three is he just starts different. I mean, he just yeah. it's
1: a, but I, I admire that because I'm a very slow writer. Mm-hmm. And I think if I could completely stop worrying about, uh, uh, writing things that are good Quali- yeah, quality, yeah. if I could complete, and I'm not kidding, if I could completely remove sort of quality control and just sort of, you know, mm-hmm. rush it out, I think my life would be improved in yeah. many, in many ways. Well, I, mean,
0: I, I do think there is a thing that you hear. I was going to use the phrase veteran w- writers, but that sounds disgusting. No, but people who have been at the, no, People who have been at it for a little while, mm. they do talk about it as like evolving into a place where you're just filing copy and you're not yes. thinking so much about it. But that has to also vary from piece to piece. Well, like, I've
1: also heard the opposite. I, mean, I don't remember the exact writer, but someone's saying like it never gets easier. It is yeah. always exactly the same degree <laughs> of difficulty. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is very bleak to, <laughs> to hear. You know, but... Anyway, yeah, Nalzgard, uh, one star out of ten, I would, I would say. I don't, I don't love – he is – he's gorgeous and there's something – He is very handsome. He looks very good. He's a wonderful advertisement for smoking because yeah. as I – maybe I don't remember if I said the second ago that I, I picked up smoking again
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: four months ago after being off it for four years and I'm a little bit worried about – the effects that it will have on me, what it I mean by my beautiful physique, uh, <laughs> and uh, he is clearly a heavy smoker. He's been out for a long time. I guess he was working with pretty prime material before he started smoking. Yeah, he might even look better without it. But he does look very appealingly weathered. Yeah, you know, I yeah, would, yeah. I would love to have. I mean, he's also maybe like three feet taller than me, and I has mean, a beautiful blonde mane of hair. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of differences between me and Carlos yeah. Nowskar. It's all, it's
0: all gone white now.
1: Uh, is it all white? It's I all haven't white. seen a yeah. recent picture. He's dying it.
0: I, I watched a, uh, I watched a little, a little, you uh, way uh, I, I did. Yeah. What was happening in the clip? He was being interviewed by Lauren Euler. Really? Yeah. Interesting.
1: Man, that's a high profile interview. Interesting. Yeah. I'd like to check that out. Uh,
0: but I mean, he looks, he looks amazing. He looks incredible.
1: He blurred my friend's book. He, really, he's 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 out there. He's he's interfacing with the young
0: people. Yeah. you know,
1: he wants to be a part of the yeah. part we'll of the him, scene. Uh, mix we'll it see up. him at,
0: at clandestino. Uh. Uh, that's
1: right. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite bar where I go every day. <laughs> you know, because I'm a cool guy. Uh, yeah. All right, let's, let's spin that wheel. Okay, let's, we're let's spinning the wheel.
0: Else. Here it goes. I really wish there were like a like a wheel of fortune, like a ticking sound effect. Uh, but there is not, and it landed on Canals Guard again. All right, let's just get Sorry. back to it now.
1: <laughs> I. I I remember the the first book opens. It's this an, an, a lengthy scene where he's uh, he stashed beer in the driveway. So I, have you read Nowsgard? Yeah,
0: yeah. So he
1: stashes the beer in the driveway and he's going to pick it back up. Now, how long does that go on for? Because I, I was think seven, like an eighty pages. I was maybe sixty, yeah. in and I was like, I can't, I can't keep going with yeah. this. Anyway, let's let's get someone else. Let's, let's keep, let's <laughs> All go right, we're here. spinning
0: again. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. Who do we got? Another, uh, well, here House we go. Cardigan. No, no, <laughs> okay. Brett Easton Ellis.
1: Oh, so this is interesting. I just started reading American Psycho, and I mm. love it. I mean, it's an unbelievably boring book. If you were, <laughs> you- it is. I mean, but it, we were talking about art that is uninteresting, but also right. somehow interesting. If you removed the sort of brand names from the book, I mean, everyone that walks into the room in the book, everyone that Patrick Bateman sees, yeah, he describes in like psychotic detail all the name brand designers they're wearing and. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, all this irrelevant pileup of 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 consumerist detail, but it's like interesting as an art piece. It's like mm-hmm. interesting as a stunt. You know, yeah. it's not enjoyable to read necessarily and it is kind of deadening, but I guess maybe that's the point. But yeah, I'd always thought that uh I wouldn't be into Alice, but uh yeah. no, I'm I'm loving uh genuinely loving American Psycho. Yeah.
0: Well, the relationship between him and your 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 guy David Foster Wallace was oh, famously yeah, my best friend. hostile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's some jealousy there on David Foster Wallace's part. I, I think, I a think lot it was of, mutual. I think, I think uh, well, he definitely yeah. didn't like him in return, but I think that uh a lot of writers of Bret Easton Ellis's generation because he was Definitely the first one of them to become famous because he mm-hmm. was nineteen years old. You yeah. would have to think that you know unless you, you can't really be much younger than that and and publish a book. I think he bore the brunt of a lot of people sort of envy and jealousy and I mm-hmm. guess those are the two is the same concept. I don't need to say envy and jealousy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm pro Ellis. I want to read the new the new massive um, t- text. When I was a kid, yeah, yeah. I loved the Rules of Attraction movie. Oh, I've never seen, seen It's great. It's hyper-stylized. Great. James Vanderbeek yes. is in, is in the mix. I don't know where he is now. Um, I think he's like around. He's around. He, yeah,
0: I think he's just like a, a, a L.A. guy. He's an L.A. guy. Yeah.
1: There are a few people that um, are in that movie that are really almost trapped in that era who I mm-hmm. never saw again. There's, I'm never going to remember the name, so there's nobody. Yeah. Actually, well, maybe you would remember the, the love interest opposite Josh Harnett in uh, that movie where he can't have sex
0: do you, you know i don't know oh
1: come on i don't know all her. right forget it we don't need to go through this moment is. but
0: she hasn't been in anything and it's, and it's curious to me do you like less than zero
1: uh i remember trying to read it in college and, be, and being defeated by it, not enjoying it but again mm-hmm. i think if i went back to it now yeah I probably would I and mean, i plan to go back to it i think i would like
0: it. yeah um, I'll tell you the new one I haven't uh, so I don't know if you know this but he he serialized it on his podcast yes, before heard, yeah. it was a book and I have listened I listened to that in real time and it was uh, really really good it was really good can
1: you listen so first of all he wasn't like riffing
0: it right I no. mean, he was reading it he was just reading it okay. like like you could hear the shuffling of the, of the okay, pages okay interesting uh, I would not kinda, be able
1: because yeah. I, I can't listen to audiobooks
0: I would not be able oh to really
1: no I can't even listen to- I can listen to the podcast like this where people uh-huh. are just kind of talking I can't listen to like like, A, a well produced podcast about like a murder in the south in the 60s or something. Really? Like, I can't, yeah. I, you I can't focus on it, or uh, it's I guess like I mean, I guess I could, I'm capable if I yeah. wanted to, I could sit down and listen to it,
0: but I just for whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, it doesn't please you, it doesn't please me. I know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I guess maybe more because I don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I would say for audiobooks, it depends on the reader because uh, 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 you can yeah, get a bad sure, one. You can get sure. a bad one, but you can also get a really just like a real smooth operator. That's you know? right.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah. An oily, just a
0: disgusting <laughs> voice, but it's compelling. Kalen, audiobooks or, or uh, narrative podcasts? do you have thoughts?
2: Oh, I personally am a big fan of audiobooks. Um, I, you know, being in the Midwest, I did a lot of driving, a lot of long drives. So audiobooks, Pro. Came in handy because it's mm-hmm. pretty hard to, you know, you know, look at the road and hold a book at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend. Yeah. Um. But I've been there. I've had some audio books that are pretty bad narrators <laughs> that really pull you out of it. Um. I don't know if you've heard of the book that's now a movie called like... I think it's where the had saying? Oh sure, or- yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't that, yeah. that
1: woman's like a murderer or something? What's- yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't mean, I, allegedly,
0: I don't want to get the station pulled down. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know this. Kaylin's saying, yeah, like there, there's
2: there's a there's a rumor <laughs> that it could be very likely that the author that the book is like a subtle confession of a murder that she committed.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you. I mean, more authors need to have that be the story. I feel like you could really sell a lot of copies off the strength of a uh, I sure. murdered someone Here's uh, Here's narrative. how. A book needs a narrative. You're going to sell something. You know this, Colby. You're out in the game. <laughs> Can we talk about your novel on the air? I haven't read it yet, by the way. I should It's say. okay. I really, I mean, I've dropped the ball on this one big time. If it's but any it's, defense, here's, here's my defense. You're going to okay, hear, this. You're gonna I'm hear ready, this. I'm ready. I'm uh, ready. My last relationship, mm-hmm. relationship was over. She wrote a novel much like you did and much like you did. She gave it to me to read. I did in that case read it, but I was supposed to send notes. I didn't for the duration of the relationship as long mm-hmm. as it lasted. So it's not I'm I'm not reading anyone's novel. Right, right. I'm, even you know, someone I'm in a close so, intimate so, partnership yeah, with. So exactly. it's not
0: it's not just you. I, I don't take it personally and in fact, uh um I, I'd I'd rather send you a newer version. <laughs> Would you have you been revising it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't have to talk about that too much. Oh yes we do. Let's take the right we only got
1: man, we only had twenty minutes. I know, I'm, only, I just I'm saw so disappointed. I just that. I I'm just warming up, you I know? know? Uh, Okay, well let's, we, let's need a, a, we
0: need a Rogan style.
1: Uh, we really do a sprawling <laughs> four or five hours. I smoke weed for the first time in fifteen years. Yeah. We really <laughs> yeah. get into it. Uh, okay, no, get, give me another let's get another all right, all right. in the, in We're the spinning the wheel. Spinning the spinning
0: wheel. wheel. Ah. Elizabeth Hardwick.
1: Oh, I'm a Hardwick fan. Yeah. Hard, Hardwick's just a straight up genius. Mm. I just I read the uh, Daryl Pickney memoir.
0: Oh, what'd you think?
1: I liked it a lot. It really went on for about four or five hundred pages. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the New York Review of Books in the sixties and seventies is that is worth <laughs> that much. I mean, just that whole period has mm-hmm. been sort of told over and over again. It's true. Hearing about what Susan Sontag was up to on a certain Sunday forty yeah. years ago. I mean, it's it is interesting as gossip. Um, it's a very well written book, but uh, Hardwick herself. I mean, the the collected essays. That's. I'm constantly returning to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, every they're so. Sentence, I talk about perfectly
0: de- we were, polished. We were talking about how is not dense at all. Those are so oh, unbelievably so dense much and worked happening. over. I mean, yeah. that's the
1: thing, right? Nowsgard he's just shitting it out. I mean, fifty pages in a day. Hardwick, you can tell that you know each one of those paragraphs has been chiseled out. Yeah. Over the course of an agonizing afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're all. I mean, they're beautiful paragraphs, and she always she puts adjectives in very strange places. <laughs> yes. I, I there's one. I'm not going to be able to remember it. But it, I, to your, your audience, I highly recommend mm-hmm. uh, the Collected Essays of Elizabeth Harwick. Not so much the one that the New York Review of Books released last year, which was sort of a collection of uh, – ones that were not in the first volume. Yeah, and, and the the
0: again. uncollected. The
1: uncollected. Un- <laughs> yeah. First of all, definitionally, they now are collected. Yeah, yeah. The uncollected essays of Elizabeth Hardwick have been collected <laughs> in the uncollected essays of Elizabeth Hardwick. But that that one, I don't know. A lot of that was just I, I didn't get yeah. a shot
0: of. Were there but. any tidbits in the in the Daryl Pickney book that you that you that oh, stuck tidbits, out to you? It's putting
1: me on the spot about tidbits here. Let's try to remember.
0: Um I didn't read it. I only read a couple of reviews of no, it. No,
1: you know, nothing's really coming to mind. What what happened in that book? I remember being very high on Kratom in my parents' basement uh, <laughs> during Thanksgiving, uh, reading that. And I, I think here's my problem is I do a lot of reading on Kratom, and I, so I'm not remembering <laughs> – a lot of specifics. I'm, not, I'm 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 pretty much off the creative at this point, but I'm, I'm trying to remember what 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 happened. We're not we're not moving on until I can retrieve from the morass <laughs> of my mind just a single worthy anecdote from "Come Back in September" by Daryl Pinkney. Uh, okay, I'm seeing an apartment. He's in the apartment with, with with Elizabeth Hardwick,
0: her best friend it, it Mary, McCarthy's friend, Mary there. McCarthy. There,
1: no, she's not. She doesn't get a lot of play in that book. Cole, but you know that if you read it, what what what, <laughs> what happens? Oh man. Uh, well, there's a lot of Lucy Santi in the book, which is interesting. Oh, interesting. Was, yeah, she was part of the crew. Sort she's fact. still around. Yeah, she she's is still around. very she's much still uh, in, the, in the mix. Yeah. Um. That's cool. Yes, it is. I mean, I kind of get jealous. I think you know, mm-hmm. it would be cool if I was part of a sort of epoch-defining uh yeah. literary set instead of just some huge loser uh <laughs> living in Brooklyn and, and not getting much done. But. <laughs> You know, there's, there's, it's not so bad. I but yesterday was I was, I was at film so forum bad. again yesterday, and I was talking to uh, my friend Eric, who you know, my friend Eric Swader. Yeah. And I was talking to him about I've been working on this essay about mm-hmm. this forgotten '50s writer, '50s, '60s, '70s writer named Seymour Krim. Okay. Best remembered, if remembered at all, for his essay called "For My Brothers and Sisters in the Failure Business," which is. Uh, him at 51 lamenting that he's accomplished nothing with his life and that uh, he yet still cannot relinquish the idea that success is just around the corner. Uh-huh. And he paints this as a kind of American pathology of everyone thinks they're going to be successful. Not everyone is, but he still, despite mounting evidence, thinks he's going to be successful. But anyway, he's also, he's a fascinating figure. He, Norman Mailer wrote the introduction to his book. James Baldwin was a big fan. He was a village like voice. He was a writer, he was a, figure, a village right? voice. Yeah. Krim, yes, he wrote for yeah, yeah. the Village Voice. He was an interesting guy and... Uh, it has a lot of interesting things to say about failure but anyway Swader was saying like uh, you think anyone's like writing that about us right now <laughs> It's like uh, just some of the same way that you're writing about Seymour Krim
0: yeah
1: uh, so, someone is writing that was in a whole different part of Brooklyn going like hey Swager uh, this guy's name is Eric Swader by the way <laughs> do you think but I don't you know the, the, I guess we would actually have to publish stuff for that today, right right yeah
0: lost it's well, it's lost potential <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah all, I uh, I, that's yeah. all I
1: want is to is It's to publish you know enough you know huh? who's writing
0: it it's our parents friends uh, yes
1: exactly no they don't <laughs> <laughs> my friends friends don't care about
0: me every time we go home they're always asking and we always yeah. have the same answer
1: that's right that's right that's absolutely the case
0: this, uh let's spin the wheel before the wheel, we please. before we descend into self-pity yeah oh, we're,
1: we're past that my friend yeah we're, we're there we've arrived at self-pity here
0: we go you ready for this mm-hmm. katsuo ushiguro
1: oh it's girl yeah, yeah. um What's there to say, except that he's great. I read Mm -hmm. uh, Remains of the Day is really the only one I've read, and that is – Yeah. I would put in the category of the – this is really one of the best genres out there, which is the perfectly formed 200-page novel. Other additions to that category, The Easter Parade by Mm -hmm. Richard Yates. Yeah, really good. The Great Gatsby, obviously. Uh, There were a few. These kinds of books that are just like – where the the structure is what dominates. The structure is what's perfect. Mm -hmm. Although, obviously, The Voice, too, in Remains of the Day is – exquisitely
0: tuned you it's, could it's say you could call
1: good. it exquisitely tuned if he's called it that no one would complain i don't i don't think <laughs> uh, i know i
0: feel bad cuz i haven't uh, uh, i i love that book so much and i have not uh, kept up with his last couple no uh, i releases. i have
1: not done any i, I started yeah. never let me go but the problem oh, with never one. let me go is that well i guess some of uh, uh, Moorish girl i've heard is that it's, it's it's intentionally boring or the voice is intentionally flat yes in a way that sort of prevents yeah, real engagement for me, but I do wanna, I want to get back into it. I well, wanna, I wanna read do you?
0: Uh, before I say what I'm gonna say, do you either. know the the twist in it?
1: They're they're being they're uh, raised to be <laughs> like har- har- their organs to be harvested or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. They're like
0: they're they're clones. Yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, right. Have, exactly. Like they're they're rich. So uh, I do know people. that
1: already. Yeah. Does that ruin? is there even any point to reading the book? I mean, what well, are,
0: I I think. I think maybe maybe finish it, but it's like that I feel like has also been ripped off so many times that like whenever I read the book, I was like, Oh, well this is just like a bad sci-fi. Oh, people are doing movie. that. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. But you think
1: he was the originator.
0: Mm-hmm. That was the I reason. think so. Okay, yeah. interesting.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I yeah, I I don't know.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: an odd moment just happened. It's just, it's just something, something terrible just passed between us. Uh you saw that, right?
2: Yeah, well, I, I liked that the mic caught the audio of like the beard scratch. So, like, hmm, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's you know,
1: that's that's entertainment. I'm spinning, folks, I'm folks spinning, spinning the wheel. I'm resetting, resetting. Well, I landed on,
0: landed on Canal's Garden. All right, well, let's talk about Canal's Garden for a second. All right, we can. There's got to be more to say about Canal's Garden. This is crazy. Uh, ah, okay, Joan Didion. You Joan had Didion. to find her eventually.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know if I have anything particularly smart to say about Joan and I'm certainly a fan. There was a period in my life uh, in college I got really into. I've not, I've not really read her fiction, but I love her nonfiction. And I, I remember there was a period where I was very impressionable, and whoever I, I read, I would just write like. And I remember I was writing just like an essay about a local. The local falafel shop proprietor in my hometown, but in the voice of Joan Didion, in this very like cool, detached, <laughs> mannered voice about hummus world. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> really a, funny experience. Uh, but uh, but listen, we all love Didion. We think Didion's great. I sound like Trump. Right <laughs> <laughs> we, we, oh love, we, we love Didion. Idea. We do love Joe Didion. Though, a funny idea. We do love though. And play uh, 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 it as it lays. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> impressive uh impression. Yeah, I. But the novels, except play as <laughs> it lays, have not read. Have not read any of the novels, and I would like to. Oh, I, I would very much like to. Uh, Spin the wheel, Kobe. All right. The here, wheel. We spend that, spend
0: that here we go. Spin that. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Edith Wharton.
1: I've only read The House of Mirth. Mm. The most recent time Edith Wharton has come up in my life is that I caught a woman's um, reference to Edith Wharton on her Tinder profile to, to The House of Mirth, ah. and that was chalked up in my favor, and we went a date, terrible date. Ah. Uh, but what, alas, what did you, you do? We went to- what did you do? Just went to Birdie's uh, in Classic. Bushwick. Classic. I I think I just started it keeps coming up. I, I think I just started smoking again that day. And so I, I kept having to pause and be like, you might have I go out and you know smoke. So that wasn't that that wasn't good My favorite, She wasn't a smoker? She was not a smoker. She did tweet uh, during the date, I only saw this after the date, that um that she loves going on first dates because she gets to talk about how amazing her life is. Uh, and that's, that is what she was doing. I didn't love the first day for that very reason. That is what (laughs) was going on. Anyway, that that took us far astray. I have a vivid memory of, um, having, having taken maybe 40 or 50 milligrams of Adderall. It's peak summer. Mm. It's a beautiful summer day. I'm at a a train station in deep Long, Long Island on my way to my friend my friend sloan's sister's wedding and i'm reading the final culminating tragic 30 pages of the house of mirth leading up to lily bart's uh suicide wow. and uh and that was actually it was a very powerful experience i would say yeah I don't know. I just wide ranging. I guess, is this what I'm supposed to be doing, Colby? You just are? No, out this is exactly give it. it my way? This okay, is exactly it.
0: Uh, I, uh, I, I'm fascinated by her, by Edith Wharton. Yes. Uh, well, okay. The,
1: well, one, one quick thing I want to say here, Colby. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but this needs to be discussed. Jonathan Franzen's famous essay that people have given a lot of shit. I, I think there is, no, I don't want to say there's something to it, but it's very interesting <laughs> where he argues. And I, I think, you know, I'll get to the argument. The argument is that Edith Wharton's, Fiction Mm -hmm. was deeply influenced by the Fact that she was an unattractive woman now I don't Want to say which is a very controversial Thing to say I do think that looks in general we were Talking about looks earlier do Uh play more of a role in the Lives of men and women than is you know Acknowledged but that is a hilarious Essay to write for the New Yorker That is really you're really putting uh, yourself Out there that's a swing That's,
0: that's Quite, a swing. That's <laughs> a quite swing, that's quite swing. But I mean, on the flip side of it, I mean, I think the fact that Canalsgaard is as handsome as he is, and yes. his face is on the cover of all yes, of those books, exactly. It, I mean, it had to have sold. No, it, exactly. I mean, yeah. who can could you could imagine put if Knauzgard was a pimply
1: it, little shrimp? No one would want to read those <laughs> no, books. No, no, nobody. Yeah, but I exactly. mean, look,
0: hot people have written great books throughout the last hundred it years. It is true. Hemingway Absolutely. was hot. Was he hot? I Definitely. Was a, I Did guess you just watch the doc?
1: No, I haven't seen the doc. Doc
0: Young Hemingway. Hot guy. Hot guy. You understand how he got away with what he got away with. I could see it. Because uh, sure. he was so, I mean, I, I, he was so handsome.
1: Yes. Someone did have a good tweet that was like, uh, I don't know, I can't believe I'm reciting someone's tweet, but that was like, why every author, every uh, woman writer is beautiful and every male author is like disgusting. And that's basically, <laughs> I think, true, fundamentally. But mm. so, what were you going to say about Edith Wharton? Oh, just to- that
0: I, I think she's, uh, I, I think it's like, I think she's amazing. I think she's like incredibly talented. It's great that she was able to do what she... Accomplished from the perch of being like among the most privileged people in the city yes. at the time, you know, coming from yes. this, this place of just utter wealth. But also that she, you know, she, there's that house, like the, it's, it's, uh, it's called the Mount. This is like where she, this is her like country house in the Berkshires. This oh, is like interesting. where she, but she, that, that she like basically moved to Western Massachusetts to avoid the like Bar Harbor, Newport, like other like rich New Yorker. Uh, uh, uh enclaves throughout the northeast so that she could be left alone to work.
1: Really? I yeah. didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. Which I just think is cool. That is cool to me.
1: I'd like to I mean that's the thing that people talk about like getting away from the you know the hustle mm-hmm. bustle city being a blur. I'm like I can write perfectly fine I mean no one's coming for me. No one wants me to hang right, out, right. you know. I well, there's, yeah. there, there's no I'm not I don't I'm not distracted that right, way. Right. I I will I will say that uh in
0: demand dinner guest. No, I'm not
1: exactly. It's not like I I could take the whole week. I'm I'm fine, but I will say that uh one thing I like about House of Mirth and I'll preface this by saying that I am Jewish myself is that it is a hilariously anti-Semitic book it's really really so funny I mean there's this character Rosedale I I think his name is Uh uh who is really just this kind of slimy nouveau riche, uh, Jew that is coming for Lily Barts. Uh, it's, clear, it's like the, clearly the, the villain of, of the text. Uh, oh my God. not viewed on kindly by Miss Borden. And you know what? Maybe that's as it should be, but moving on. Yeah. Can you give me another right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We've answer.
0: got, we've only got like five minutes left. So let's do rapid I've fire. It, that's
1: so depressing. I know. I know. Seriously. I, I feel know. like I am just now warming up to the format. I could go for nine more hours. <laughs> I mean, that just nonstop. I'm freaking out.
0: Pauline Kale.
1: Pauline Kale. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. I haven't read much of her. I did, buy, but we were talking earlier about using criticism to get into yeah. things, and I'm I'm not much of a Stenast, as they say, but I did buy her, uh, I guess, first volume of, of essays, and I planned to read it, but you know what?
0: I have not. So, Colby. Well, this I rapid fire is going say. very well <laughs> <know>. so far. <laughs> no, I know. I uh... know. Norman Mailer.
1: Uh, Norman Mailer. <laughs> Interesting. Do I have much to say about Mailer? I guess he came up earlier in relation to Seymour Krim. So I'm just going to go back to Seymour Krim real quick. Tell you this <laughs> little fun thing, which is that Seymour Krim wrote a 12,000 word essay about how jealous he was of Norman Mailer. And it, oh, wow. But this essay was largely about how, like, in New York at that time, in the 50s and 60s, if you're yeah. an inspiring writer, like, you, you were constantly uh, oriented to where Mailer was, you, the, your whole life, uh-huh. you, you were just sort of, he, he was the guy and you were sort of in his shadow and you were trying to, you would never overtake him. You would never meet him at yeah. the level, but, uh, you were always aware of him, you know, you always, uh, you huh. couldn't get him. Out. I mean, maybe this is just Seymour Krim personally, who <laughs> basically said to live a life where Mailer was just constantly. In his head. He, he could not. He, I mean, it is a psychotic essay. Can you imagine? I mean, I wish people wrote essays like that. Now, 12,000 words. If I were to publish an essay somewhere about how, like, you know, some other writer my age, like I spend all day thinking about them. Uh, you know, what would it even into, be? That's the I funny really thing. Don't know. You, you yeah. spend it all
0: day talking about like a Vox columnist? No, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. No, I, I don't
1: know, but, um, uh, 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 the the wife stabbing is pretty crazy, I got to say. And it's, Kobe, do you want to condemn that for the radio audience? <laughs> I do want to condemn that. Because that's not the tune you were singing before the show started. <laughs> First thing Kobe says to me when I arrived is he thought it was cool that Dover Mailer stopped That's saying. not true. That is true. That's, that's not true. true. I, I was like, where is this Kobe? What is <laughs> You Where got to orient me from? here. What's yeah? But uh, that is that did happen. That is the case.
0: <laughs> I just shake your hand and I say, "Man, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what I've been thinking about?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> how
0: fucking cool it is. Well, okay.
1: Another great mailer thing is that I talk often with my friend Eric, who's come up uh, twice now on the show uh, about how he lobbied hard to get the uh, convicted killer. I can't remember his name. Yes. he lobbied hard to get a convicted yeah. killer out of prison. It was <laughs> then, then, yeah, day. I love the, the who then stabbed immediately, immediately, immediately killed, killed someone, again. but. It's, I think even after that, Norman Mailer was going on about the artist imperative. Uh, you really, I mean, you know, what is what is the life of, I mean, the, I think the funny thing is that the waitress or the waiter that was killed by this guy was himself an aspiring writer. Yeah. That's, that's great.
0: You and I need to get together and watch Mailer's cinema. Oh, I would love the, to see the, the, the rambling
2: 3-hour 6-hour movies. Uh, yeah. I've
0: only I got this little DVD set of 3. The three movies the that three he movies, made. Sure. I only watched one. I only watched Maidstone. How is that? Awful.
1: It's not good. I would not Horrible. imagine it would be very good.
0: But crazy that he did yeah. that.
1: I mean crazy I mean also his run for mayor where he would just get up on the stump and be like, "You're all scum."
0: Well, a- I tell you what. Since we're talking about it, Mailer's uh, uh, platform almost it, like the the overlap between that and what Andrew Yang was trying to do as mayor is it, the similarities were uh, uh, more <laughs> than striking.
1: Is that is that so? Yes. Yeah. I would think Eric Adams has a kind of Malory vibe to me because Eric <laughs> Adams, there's almost a mystic yeah, side. Yeah. He has to like his a,
0: whole deal, an impenetrable sense exactly, of humor. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and he's a very,
1: he's a, just a, just in terms of sheer oddity. I yeah. think the two of them. Uh, have some commonalities
0: Yeah. You know? Um. Do you want to say something nice about Don DeLillo really quickly before we go? Because that's the last one on I the wheel. I will never
1: say a nice thing about that. No. Of course, <laughs> I have only nice things to say about Don DeLillo. I mean, he's the master. What, what can you say?
0: What's What's your favorite one? Because you read them all, right? I read all the DeLillo's. Yeah.
1: What's What's my favorite DeLillo? I mean, probably I don't know, *White Noise*. It's *White Noise*. It's okay. absolutely *White Noise*. Okay. I mean, that is just the funniest book. Yeah. Ever written. What do, do you think of the genius. names? Uh, a little sort of impenetrable, a little oblique. Mm-hmm. Maybe not impenetrable, but but not hard to engage with. Mm-hmm. I th- a lot of people cite that one as a kind of masterpiece. I don't. I didn't really have much of a yeah. visceral. Are you a names head? Is I haven't that, read it. It's
0: next. That's next, next for on the me. list. What yeah. is your
1: favorite De Yourself? It's probably
0: one of the early ones. It's probably either End Zone. Well, or, the early ones are good. End is, Americana.
1: Uh, it wouldn't be Americana for me, but that kind of post-Americana run of sort of mm-hmm. slim comic novels, yeah. uh, Players, and End Zone, and uh, Great Jones Street. Those mm, yeah, are yeah, yeah, uh, mm, yeah, fantastic.
0: Really good. Dan really good. Colitz thanks Colby, for coming on. Colby,
1: thank you for having me on. This what should people? Great. What
0: should people do now? Where can they find your work?
1: Don't bother. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Don't,
0: don't bother. It's fine. Hell yeah. Okay. Kaylin, how about you? Well, your your show. Your your May 10th is your first show on RFB.
2: Yes, May 10th. Um, it's a Wednesday at 2 p.m. Uh, so you know if you're at work, why not tune in? And I mean, they're also all recorded, so you can listen to it later. But that's when you'll hear me. Jet Perfect. lagged uh, from India, coming back, so I'm sure my voice will be <laughs> energized and ready. But
0: amazing. And in the meantime, you guys can all keep your dials tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn. This has been Clear the Dance Floor with me, Colby Smith. We'll be back next week. Here's like a minute of the Toe Twins and then it's Two Thumbs Undecided. Bye! <laughs>